Hello, friends, and welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast, where we are sharing stories of women YouTube creators in order to inspire other women to start creating. In each episode, we deep dive into why these women chose YouTube to create on, their struggles, their successes, and of course, get real about what happens when you're a female creator on the internet. This podcast is brought to you by TubeBuddy, your best friend on the road to YouTube success. Now let's get into it with your hostess, Desiree Martinez. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Women of YouTube podcast. I'm not going to lie to y'all. When I launched this thing, I was a little nervous because I was getting a lot of feedback from people like, why do we even need this? Is this something that people actually want? Like, I know that there are women creators, but like, do we need to give them some special love? And I was like, I don't know, do we? Is this just me thinking that we need, you know, to tell these stories and nothing proved me wrong. Like our latest comment over on our iTunes reviews, which I'm so thankful to all of you who have been leaving it. Lots of hugs and kisses to you guys for doing that. This one is from I Forgot To, who left us an awesome review. It goes, when I saw the title of this podcast, I instantly thought, finally, women YouTube creators need this. I started my channel three years ago, and I wish that I had this when I was beginning my channel. I'm only three episodes in, and I am loving this podcast. Desiree is so down to earth, and you feel like you're really listening to a friend. Thanks for that. This structure is so easy to listen to, and you'll find yourself laughing or nodding along, and I'm looking forward to the upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. I forgot to whoever you are out there in the iTunes universe. I very much appreciate you. And I'm so glad for everybody who's been listening, the, the listening, the downloads, it's been literally off the hook. I am so pumped to be able to be in your earbuds every week, helping you know the power that you have as a creator and inspiring you to start recording, which is going to lead us in to today's guest, who is the one, the only, the amazing one of six, Kristen, who is one of six over at Six Sisters Stuff. Kristen is the second sister from Six Sisters Stuff, and they started their blog back in 2011, and then she decided to man their YouTube channel that they launched in 2017. They grew their social media platform to over 3 million followers, and their YouTube channel takes up about a quarter of a million of that. That is just insanely amazing. She personally loves to run, eat delicious food, and spending time with her husband and her four kids. And what I really love about the six sister stuff is that each sister is kind of responsible for different parts of the business. They have a book, they have the Facebook, they have the live streams, and well, Kristen, Kristen is in charge of the YouTube channel. So we're going to get some awesome insights from her about how you can grow your channel and make things happen and build a community and give wonderful information that people need. Like I know I 100% am her target demo because I am a mom who needs to figure like this whole food life balance thing out for sure. So let's just dive into this interview with Kristen. Thank you for being on the show, Kristen. I'm so excited to talk to you. We just got off the stage at this recording from Video Marketing World where she crushed it, even though apparently she's having like... The sweat s- problems. The sweaty <laughs> armpits that a lot of us get from speaking. So thank you for being here. So excited. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So why YouTube? Why YouTube? No, it's interesting. So um, I run a website with my sisters and we started as a blog, like a a blog sharing recipes and we grew other social media platforms but we knew that 
video is where things were going. Well, I, I knew it. So I convinced my sisters to let me just attempt YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so I went to some classes. I went to some, you know, meetups and I slowly started to learn how to YouTube because really that's, that's where everything's going is to video. So that's, that's why. Yeah, and now where are you guys at from all of these efforts? Just so we can get some candidates. Some numbers or Yeah, I okay. like numbers. Numbers are cool. All right. So we went from this is a two years ago, we went from about ten thousand of non dedicated subscribers at all to I'm at now two hundred and fifty six thousand. So. Nice. I know. I know. That's a lot of people wanting to learn how to cook. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what? So so what made you? you so you kind of answered questions about why you chose the YouTube to get started with, because uh, that's where everything was going. But what was one of your biggest struggles with getting started with YouTube? Oh, so the food industry was kind of hard because it's a very competitive competitive niche in YouTube. It's it's huge, and so I couldn't find a way to stand out. It wasn't until I went down even smaller, I niched down small and did the Instant Pot. As soon as I started focusing on that, that's when my channel started to grow. It was just a matter of focusing on one thing instead of, I mean, there are thousands of different kinds of recipes, so. I, th I feel like I overheard you talk about when I was eavesdropping on you because I'm like, ooh, it's Kristen. <laughs> um, you're talking about the difference between the videos that you make between YouTube and Facebook. Yes. So yes. how did you even like figure that out? So it we we had done Facebook for a long time and we kind of knew what did well on on Facebook. It was those quick easy 1 minute videos. So we actually first tried to take those and put them on YouTube and obviously they did that's not what YouTube wanted. And so we figured out which each platform wanted. YouTube wanted long over, you know, 5 6 minutes is awesome. And Facebook at the time only wanted one minute videos. They are now up to three minute videos, but they still don't get as much traction because yeah, a face, the Facebook audience is hard. They want specific things and they actually don't want to watch it very long. And so it's hard to find didn't you the say like, balance. Yeah. Didn't you say like Facebook can even show your face? Yes. Facebook does not want to see my face. They only want to see what I'm doing and how quick I can do it. But YouTube, you get to like be all of your awesome. Exactly, exactly. Wow. They get to they get to see me and actually get to know who I am. <laughs> she, you talked a lot about trust in your presentation, and I'm sure that for some reason Facebook doesn't really. If I would feel like if you don't have the face, you don't trust the person. You just want the recipe. Yes, it's kind of like yes. people that go to your blog and are just like, I'm gonna scroll past your blog and right? explanation. I don't care about go to the anything bottom. else. Yeah, I'm just go to the bottom to the recipe, which I think some of us are probably all guilty of. Yes, but with yes. YouTube, you get to build a relationship through your face. So, do just you do it? Do all of your sisters do it? How did like that work? Because you have it's you and five in your five other yes. people. So like, yes. it's your six sisters. Well, the we actual. Sisters. Exactly, exactly. No, we, we tried actually to do all six of us onto YouTube first, and, and it's like a monkey in a cookie jar. If you can imagine six hands in one cookie jar, it gets a little messy. And like so six of you all, all in one video? Not all in one video, just each of us have different ideas for YouTube, and it just wasn't working. It wasn't flowing. And so we finally decided, like, look, if we're going to keep with YouTube, we're just going to give it to Kristen, and she can do what she wants. And so that's kind of... How I, how I did it. So I actually do it all by myself. Um, none of my sisters are in it anymore. And um, I actually, it works out perfectly. They each have their own thing that they work on in the company. And mine is just the YouTube. 
Very interesting. Does it like did it give you, like a whole new respect for like family vloggers and stuff? And oh, all, like <laughs> they have like a whole like posse of people that are trying to rope. Yes, yes. Like <laughs> yeah, we started YouTube two years ago, and I didn't even know like what a thumbnail was. I had no idea how to even anything about YouTube. So it was yeah. I feel for all those that do it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Right. So tell me, what is the coolest thing about getting to be a YouTuber? Oh man. Okay. So many different things, but I actually, I love going to conferences and I love just meeting people, meeting YouTubers. Cause I mean, I love YouTube and usually the other people love YouTube and just sharing those passions. You, you make so many friends and meet so many amazing people in what they do. And I love to learn and just, yeah, just being a part of that YouTube community. I absolutely love it. Who's your favorite YouTuber right now? Like you're obsessed with this person. Like you have have to watch every time that bell comes out gotcha so mark rober is genius i love watching him he only comes out with a new video like every month or every other month but when it comes out i like study it to a t because one he's really smart and he's very entertaining and he just knows how to do it so i i love watching him any favorite lady youtubers oh lots of favorite lady youtubers so there's a lot of ladies I like watching, but I, I especially watch watch ladies in my niche because that's how I grow and I kind of see what they're doing. And so that's, I don't really watch a lot of entertainment. I go for more of the business aspect of it. So I, I watch Natasha's Kitchen. Um, I watch um, Stay at Home Chef. I watch just, yeah, all kinds of food ladies that I want to kind of follow what they're doing. So my favorite food blogger is I'm actually from the Bon Appetit channel. Um, oh. the, um, she does the, the gourmet kitchen. I forget her name. I think I want to say it starts with a C, but she recreate, she does gourmet versions of like candies and stuff. So she, like her most recent one, she was like pop tarts, which was like so cool. But I love, I do the same thing. Like oh, yeah, I really yeah. like that they like did that cool cutscene or they have this one thing where it's like the editor like editor thought bubbles in the bottom corner like are we gonna get back to this yeah you actually yeah. didn't do that it's actually this many <laughs> and it cracks me up I love it. and I so love it's kind it. of like because it's very much like a blog but also teaching you like the, the through the process of it yes, so yes. bon appetit I'm with, I'm with you but yeah i love nice. that you do that that's so great so on the subject of lady stuff let's dive into like you know one of the things that's really important you know with this podcast is what is something that you think women youtubers have to deal with that men just don't. Well, it's interesting coming from, um, we're, we're a successful business. We make over a million dollars a year from our YouTube and blog and products. And then sometimes you, you meet these men and they just, they have no idea what you do. <laughs> they don't quite understand like, oh, you can do all that by doing food. And so you kind of get this feeling like, yeah, I'm not, I don't quite feel apart, even though I know what I'm doing and I'm crushing it, but I don't quite fit in their eyes. Do you think that they don't respect it because it's like, oh, of course it's so easy for you. You're a woman and it's food. Like, you belong in a kitchen. Like, do you feel like it's like that kind of mentality about you know, it? Well, sometimes. That's kind of why I've, why I've started to try and speak to just kind of show people like, look. By doing these things, like, yeah, we cook recipes, but that is just a teeny tiny portion of what we do. We are all business on the back end. And so if when I speak, when I teach people, they can actually kind of see what I'm actually doing. But, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I feel that way. Yeah. Why do you think there's, like, so much controversy and struggle around 
female and like men YouTubers I knew. I know for me, like again, I'm I'm a bit of a an instigator, which is what has led me to where we are with this podcast. And it's like, especially in niches, you know, like again, my YouTube creator groups. There are a lot of really great men that we've learned from. I'm like, awesome. Where is the ladies at? Like, and then people get like, well, why does it matter? Why does it? Why is it a big deal? Isn't it important what they say? But at the same time, it's like representation matters. Yeah. So yeah. why why do you think that there's still this struggle in something so big like YouTube with having representation struggles in different areas than YouTube? Yeah. So ugh, this is a hard one. So as I was telling um, my friend as we were coming here, I literally had to pry my two-year-old from me and shut the door and then get on an airplane. And I think as a woman, as a, a mom role, like my role in our family is to take care of the kids. I would love to teach people about YouTube, but to be honest, like I'm raising my kids, I'm feeding them food, I'm taking them to sports, and I'm, I'm supporting my husband in his job. So it's a hard situation because I, I can see that I want to see women in this area. I can also see the other side of like, it is really hard to be a woman in that area, especially if you have a family. Do you ever get like from that? I always call that I have dadpreneur envy <laughs> yeah. because Amen. dad, dadpreneurs get to like, they just get to go and grow their businesses while their wives are at home taking care of their kids and cooking them dinner and making sure everything's ironed and stuff. And I'm like, well, I have to go grow my business and then come home. And like every day I'm gone. I try travel more than I used to as, as my kids are no longer like dependent upon my body to survive. <laughs> and where I sing to my kids every night. And I literally yeah. like because of our time difference, like I've walked out of the conference to go sing to my children at night. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's something that I is so important to me. It's so thing where it's like I've had to I had to put my business and creating on the back burner for like three years yeah. because I don't think people would probably take me as seriously about being content creator if I'm like breastfeeding <laughs> and like crying babies are there and it just doesn't work. Yeah. But yeah. I have but I get so much dadpreneur because then it's also the the double standard that comes back where it's like, oh, don't you miss your kids? What kind of monster do you think I am? <laughs> exactly. Of course I do. Of course I do. But it's just, it bugs me. And I feel like you run into that same thing, like in everything. Yeah. When it yeah. comes to this. But one of the statistics I find so fascinating is 48% of people that are watching YouTube are women. Like, so we're pretty like 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. However, when you look at the categories of YouTube, 90% of the content, like the categories that are consumed on YouTube are dominated by men. And where women sit... And they are the ones that are consuming beauty, health, and, like, wellness content. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that where it's, like, even though we're 50%, we're only consuming 10%? Oh, I didn't know those stats. That's, that's <laughs> it's, it's, interesting. It's crazy, right? It is. It is. It's interesting. And even telling you my favorite YouTuber, yes, it, it is a male, but, yeah. Oh, man. I I didn't know those stats. That's interesting. <laughs> I threw her off, guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. So I, I just think that it's, I think it's more like, since you do have a channel that does cater more towards women, which is cooking and probably, because like, like we talked about Instant Pot. Yeah. Instant Pot is like the mom jam. Yeah, exactly. Like it saves mom's lives. It saves mom. I literally have a friend. She's like, if I can't cook in an Instant Pot, like, I'm probably not going to make it. Like, she's two. You know, like, it's just her jam. And it's just one of those things. And 
but it leans toward the female audience. So how do you think we can empower women even though we're in traditional women categories? categories. How to empower women? Well, okay, so I know a lot of women who are... Well, I'm starting to know a lot of women who are actually in the YouTube community. They do the family vlogs or they do their kids' vlogs. I've, I'm starting to lean and see more on that side. And even though the males are in the YouTube channels, the mom, the woman is actually running the whole channel. And I, I love it because it's like, yes, that's an entrepreneur. It's I think that we kind of grew up in an age that, you know, you were this your mom was the stay-at-home mom. Like, there wasn't a lot of working moms there. And we're slowly trying to pull this out. So I think to the women who are trying to start business, do it, go for it. Because I was thinking about it the other day. In the elementary, or in junior high, or in even high school, the females are as smart as the males. And it's like, all of a sudden you go to college, and it's like, okay, you're going to be at home now. That's really not the situation. We are smart women. And it's just a matter of, you just got to do it. I love it. Just share your genius, right? Exactly. And no matter what it is, if you're great, and like I, I do never want to come across like my, like mom actually. Like I, I get down like if I need to know how to cook something or make something or problem solve something for my kids, I am one hundred percent like I'm so glad there's a mom on YouTube that understands me. <laughs> so yes. I get that, but I just, I just find it's like I worry sometimes though that if we still stick to our traditional roles, we're never going to be able to have representation in other places. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you highlighting and what, with what you said uh, uh, previously is like, I'm a business person. And this so happens that my outlet is for my business and for my genius, for you and your sisters, yeah, yeah. is cooking. Yeah. Like, so like cooking is just the outlet, but the, the genius is in that is the business for exactly. sure. I just wanted to take a quick minute and thank you for listening with a little something something from TubeBuddy. If you don't know, TubeBuddy is a free browser extension and mobile app for your YouTube account that helps you with finding the best keywords, create titles, A-B test your thumbnails, provides you with analytics, milestones, reporting, and so much more. If you have been inspired by the stories in today's podcast and you're ready to start creating, you don't want to do it without TubeBuddy. Get signed up with this free service at TubeBuddy.com forward slash women. All right, so let's get into a little little lighter. So tell us about some of your favorite tools that you use for creating. Okay, so I'm actually pretty basic, believe it or not. So I don't get down and dirty and have a huge setup. I just, I can't do it that way because I am a stay-at-home mom trying to film while my kids are around, running around the table as I'm trying to film. So I just use... Your studio is your real-life kitchen? It's my kitchen, yeah. And I just use a Canon Mark II, and I literally put it on a stool, like a stepping stool, and I film my food from one angle, and then a few, like... I know like every few seconds you need to change angles. Like that's how it works with food. So then I change a different angle and add a different ingredient. Then I'll change a different angle and add another ingredient. So it takes a little bit more time, but that's how I can run everything by myself. I do everything on my own. How do you plan your shots? Like you just know like, okay, I'm going to just pour. And so I know that this is the shot you do for the pour. Yeah. yeah. Do you like, do you you write it down or do you just kind of I just kind of, I can kind of, I kind of know. When you started out, were you always that way? Or like when you started out, you did, you would... Write it down or whatever. Yeah, so I would write everything down. But now I kind of understand, like, this is what angle I need to be when this liquid is being poured or when this teaspoon is being dipped. And, yeah. <laughs> so what do you think is something you want to try doing? Like, what's something like, like your next, like, to push the next, like, boundary of your video to, like, make them in better? Like, what's the next thing you think you want to try to do? Oh, man. So the plan is to get an editor 
because um, I'm not a very good editor. I still use, well, I use a Mac and it's what the iMovie on it. That's mm. how I edit. I am not fancy whatsoever, but that's really not what. I can go downstairs and tell the Adobe people right. to get you hook you up. <laughs> <I know. laughs> They're giving away like free subscriptions oh to Adobe here. You might as well. Right? I should. I should. <laughs> No, but I am going to change up my game plan a little bit. We're going to kind of venture out into some other things. Like I'll do, I, I stuck with the Instant Pot because it could help me grow. And now I'm going to kind of go back to other recipes because my audience now loves me and I don't have to stay in one niche. I can kind of grow out from there. So that that's, I think, where I'm going to go from here on out. I want to expand on that decision that you made. Like okay. Instant Pot, like you picked your niche yeah. and you're like, okay, I have a quarter of a million people that love me because of Instant Pot. Uh-huh. So have they been asking for more and that is why you've made that decision? Or it's like, I just am, I love Instant Pot, but like, I really want to share these other great recipes. And I think that I'm hoping my audience will like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of the second one. So if you know Cute Girl Hairstyles, Mindy McKnight, she's one of my most favorite people. And her, her YouTube is Cute Girl's Hairstyles. She started doing hair and braids. And after a while, she's like, once they grew their audience, they could finally like kind of niche out and do other things too, not just hair constantly. And she's like, that's where we saw the biggest growth. So I sat down with her one day and she's like, look, once you finally like, you kind of grow your audience and you can, you can expand. Yeah. So I still do my Instant Pot Monday, but now I'm going to start doing more videos on a different day of other things so yeah it's we're gonna see how it goes everything is trial and error with youtube so it we're is. gonna see and if i need to go right back to instant pot i will but i kind of want to just see where this is going to take me do you think you'll ever like try things like multiple shot or like have like just a top-down camera for doing things or yeah i mean we've done that before but people like when it's real they feel like they're in my kitchen and i can have that connection with nice. them yeah just to kind of feel like look i'm stay home mom we're going to make this, and it's going to be amazing. So one of the things that I do know about you, because I follow you on Instagram, is <laughs> oh, you, no. you move. And as a Air Force wife and Marine Corps oh, kid, good woman. I fully understand the move struggle. <laughs> I ju- we just moved from uh, Vegas to Phoenix, and I, I got to I had to update my a new set. Oh, so, like, so how do you deal with, like, literally, because you, like, you have to pick a house purely based on your kitchen now, or... Like how, like talk about how you've had to move and still keep your YouTube channel like popping. And yeah, it's, it's been rough. We'll say that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) because some people will watch my videos, but I had moved so much in the last few years that they'll watch one video and the next one that pops up, I'm in a different kitchen and they have no idea what's going on because there's so many different kitchens in my videos. And so right now I'm trying to explain to my audience, look, I'm in an apartment right now. My, I, we're building a house, actually. This is, oh, nice. should be our hopefully final house for a while. Um, but I, I'm trying to explain. So the new people coming in, like, look, I don't, I'm not crazy. This, hey, guys, this here you said, now. new kitchen, I moved. Exactly. I'm moving on. Back to the Instant Pot. <laughs> exactly. That's literally what I say. <laughs> But yeah, so um, I know I just I just think I don't ever meet other people. They're like, oh, I built a set and I never move and I get to stay where I live for forever. And I'm like, I don't understand your life. That's a dream, but (laughs) it hasn't happened yet. Right. So what's the one thing that you you always keep as your constant when you've moved from house to house? Like, what's the constant that you bring for your audience? Like, they always can count on you to. It's always Kristen, her instant pot, and what? Mostly, I think the main thing I'm 
focus on is just we're making meals, we're bringing families together. Like that's kind of what I want my focus and main goal to be is, look, I'm teaching you how to make a meal. Now get all your family, get at the table and sit together and eat it because really family is so important to me and I hope that my audience can feel that, you know? So um, what are what do you think is one of the most important things anyone should do when they're getting started with YouTube? I think what I love about your YouTube channel is that it's only two years old. It's not like you've been on for 10 years and you, you're fairly new to it. So yeah, yeah. what do you tell people who are looking to get started? Okay, do your research. First of all, if you find something you're passionate about and then go from there. If you're not passionate about what you're talking about, it's going to be miserable. And I actually started another YouTube channel and I thought it was going to be great. I had the great keywords. It's supposed to do really well. But as I'm getting into it, this is not very fun. I am not passionate about this whatsoever. And it's like torture putting out videos and yeah, make sure you're passionate about it. Then also follow someone who teaches YouTube. Like I listen to a podcast as many podcasts as I can about YouTube because I always want to be learning. What's the next step? What do I need to be knowing? And so just just learning about how YouTube works, I think that's, I wish I would have known that from the very start. Do you ever deal with like burnout? Like you're like, if I have to make one more Instapot recipe, I'm going to throw this in across the room. That's actually this week. Yes. I'm like, I did not film a video. So I'm actually going to do a mashup of a few different recipes that I already have put on YouTube. I'm going to pull them and then put them on a video for Monday. So yeah. So being creative with it. I think so you can be passionate. You can get sick of, sick of it for a minute. You can. You can. Until you go to a conference like this and then you're like, okay, now I have about a hundred ideas that I can do. And you just... I love conferences for that reason because you get fired back up. That's wonderful. So, scrolling here, uh, what's one of the most overlooked details or mistakes that a lot of YouTubers make, especially in the beginning probably? Yeah, I would say your thumbnails. Um, it took me a while to finally get a groove on my thumbnails, but before that they were horrible. They were absolutely horrible. What were you doing wrong? What was I doing wrong? I was... Okay, food is hard. Food is really hard. I would just put the the recipe on there and just expect people to click, like, just because it was beautiful. When really, once I started putting my face onto my video on my thumbnails, because, you know, you hear about the, they want to see the whites of your eyes. If, they, if your audience can see the whites of their eyes, or the thumbnails show the whites of your eyes, they're more likely to click. As soon as I started putting my face on, my, my channel just started to grow. So, and then do you use text or is it just like your face and the food? I started doing text about a year ago, but right now I'm kind of pulling away from text right now and okay. just kind of focusing on, I still show the food, I show the picture of me, and then I show an Instant Pot. So my audience kind of is starting to learn, like, that's what my thumbnails look Kristen, like. Kristen, Instant Pot, beautiful food. Yeah, yeah. Describe you in a sentence, right? Click, click it. <laughs> Do you think there's still room for new creators out there, especially oh. women? Because we were here. We want you to hit that record button, ladies. Right? No. I mean, I started two years ago. I have a friend. Her name is Jen from A Little Bit of Common Crazy. She started a year ago, and now she's at 50,000. Like, there is so much potential. I have been around the block. We have grown our social media channels to we have over 3 million followers, and YouTube is the easiest social media platform to grow right now like my easiest platform to grow and so yes get on because now is the time to get on it's it is so much fun wonderful how can people consume your content Kristen? 
Um, you just go to Six Sister Stuff on YouTube or on our website, Six Sister Stuff. We're actually Six Sister Stuff everywhere, but if you want my videos, YouTube, Six Sister Stuff to learn about the Instant Pot. Yeah, and don't you have a new cookbook coming out? We do. We have a new cookbook coming out next week. It's Six Ingredients. Um, it's called Six Ingredients. And so we're just showing people you can make a lot of recipes with just six ingredients and it doesn't take a lot of time. And when this comes out, it's available. So go get it. And then you can be Instant Pot famous too. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. And if you really love this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes to make the podcast gods and Phil over at TubeBuddy happy.